Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, but fanfic of a fanfic that itself is a synthesis between Fallout, the Papa Game of Buddy post-apocalyptic wasteland, and My Little Pony, a popular show about pastel horses. Hi, I'm Fi. I'm joined once again with my co-host, Weird. Say hello, Weird. I just can't think of anything. It's probably <laughs> going to be edited out at like, Fi always cuts out my comedic long pauses, but uh, just so you, the listener, know, it took me a good 30 seconds of, of, of pure silence uh, to come to the conclusion that I didn't didn't have any had any wacky retort, uh, so I, I I simply I suppose I'll simply comply. Um, hello, dear audience. <laughs> yeah, uh, comedic sciences on podcast just sounds like dead air and the audio not working, so <laughs> they have to be removed. Um, so anyway, we do a podcast about fictional horses being sad and shooting guns in the air, and at yes. other other small horses. Yes. Uh, last week, last week we saved a small baby's life, uh, got drunk, and wound up in debt to, to the small horse mafia. A small horse mafia. There's several available. Yes, one of the many small horsed mafias. Uh, the Marfia? I don't know. My little gangster, my little gangster. I'm sure that probably exists. There is probably... I'm sure there is probably an image of like a lackadaisy style cats edit, but it's like horses in pinstripe suits with Tommy guns, um, which frankly sounds adorable. And uh, also something that you would find here, 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 <laughs> here on the moon. Yes, the moon. I I, I want to get this out right here. I kind of loved this chapter. Because I loved that we just fell into a different genre. Like, I was I was definitely shaky on the story up to this point. Uh, because, you know, it's kind of like, oh, we go from town to town, do a little bit of exploring here. Which is pretty bog standard Fallout Equestria affair. Like, it's, it's, for people who've read a bunch of them, that's kind of the, just the general thing. Is more or less retracing the strep- s- steps of Little Pip. But this time, your horse is named, I don't know, Horse Johnson. (laughs) Your name is Two Kick Rip, and you have shotguns tied to your legs. But that's otherwise, like, the same thing. And I love that it's, like, I don't know, like, so, like, to open the chapter, the chapter opens up. and We we, we open with with, uh, (laughs) our heroine being extremely blasé as she tortures a guy. Hired guns a leg breaker. Yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of loved this scene because yeah, she's 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 already like she's been. It's because it's like uh, sort of in media res like four days after she's already been put to work by this gang, and she's like she works as a leg breaker now. She she's the muscle, uh, while uh, her superior, I guess her like her handler. I don't know. I assume that Mayhem, yeah, the, which is his, the horse's name, is like the person she directly answers to. I, I think he's directly described as like a floor boss. Like he's ah, he's yeah. he's, the, he's the guy who like manages the the floor of the yeah, the moon casino. Boss. So yeah, 
So he's yeah, he's the middle manager, but the only the only kind of boss that like most people in the organization ever see. Yeah. And the one you really don't want to in a small room like this. But um, yeah, uh, so HG is just absolutely beating the shit out of this horse. Uh, uh, Mayhem and Hired Gun play good cop and bad cop, but Hired Gun is completely detached from this and like totally mm-hmm. uninterested. And her entire like role in the the bad cop part of the shit is just to torture him. It's just mm-hmm. to, it's just to beat the living hell out of him whenever whenever he doesn't give a satisfactory answer. Yeah, it's it's it, like I said, it's the horse mafia. I think it's great. Like I think I love this. Like I like like. Even New Vegas didn't go this hard on, like, the goofy uh, 1950s gangster vibes. Uh, so I'm really appreciative of this. But yeah, <laughs> basically after they beat the, the stuffing into the sky, it's like, all right, you're on break. <laughs> Which I think is very funny. Um, uh, we, we get a little bit of exposition in the form of, like, what they're trying to get this guy to, to, to uh, talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, that... Um, Apparently, nobody thinks the NCA is, is, is worth anything. Yeah. Like, do you know who I work for? Actually, we were looking for details on precisely that. <laughs> I work for the NCA. And should I be frightened? Um, one thing that I found kind of uh, uh, concerning is, surely this guy's intelligence can't be that good because he's he has the courage to continue to shit-talk hired guy like... Fine, I'll, I'll tell you what you want to know. Just get your degenerate augment um, off me. <laughs> go back, you know, go back to Master's Heel, dog. Really testing, <laughs> tempting fate there. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, think, like, he should be grateful that, that Hired Gun is a consummate professional. <laughs> and, like, was, was willing to let the, the, the petty, like, jabs at her slide. Because, like, well, if you're... Giving the information, that's basically yeah. the only reason I was torturing is you is you weren't talking. So if you're willing to talk, talk. Yeah, I think I think this guy's just convinced he's in the wrong movie. But yeah, and also establishing this idea that people are racist against robots, which, you know, I always have mixed feelings about um, as a metaphor. But well, at least NCA people are. Yeah. Um, which is weird because whatever. <laughs> well, they're not racist against zombies. It's a completely different kind of racism. No, um, mostly that they. It seems to me that they, the NCA, would be the, the only place that has like enough infrastructure to like reliably have any. There's no indication of that. I guess. Um, All right. Uh, um. But yeah, she's she's given a break, so she like goes and finds Serenity, who's also been like pushed into service as well. I guess she's she's R two D twoing. She is literally. <laughs> She's, she's literally R two D two, a a tiny little technician who has a, a drink yes. tray on their head. Yeah, she's a little cocktail waitress right now. Um, um and uh, that's that's when uh, we we have a run in with John Belushi. <laughs> How much for the child? I, Sell I, me the children. <laughs> give me the child. I thought this scene was a little heavy handed, but I, I it's fine. Like I, I'm always like I always think that like you know because you know people want to have these kind of scenes where it's like you know oh old man is gross so i'll show how how cool and motherly my character is by beating the living shit out of this guy like i kind of hope that this has like some sort of lasting consequences of some kind because he keeps I saying like it to be in this chapter yeah he, he, yeah he, don't he, you he know is... who i am like like some kind of high roller like i'm i, I don't know it might have just been like a one-off scene just kind of show off like 
HD's like dedication and temperament is still like remains the same even if she's like working as like a, a leg breaker now and she's still like fiercely loyal to defending serenity but you know it would be nice i guess if this like comes to bite her in the ass as so many other things do uh but who knows i don't really suspect it because he's not even like given a name like he doesn't even know yeah. why he doesn't even go like don't you know who i am i'm bobby duke i don't know why he's doing <laughs> that voice but i'm big i'm big Vinny, big vinegar <laughs> <laughs> I love Big Vinegar City Roars. Uh, so you can call him Vinny. Yeah, I know it's great. It's a good. It's a good name. It's a good. It's a good horse mafioso name. Which is better than the explanation we get for Roy. But anyway, yeah. um, so uh, uh, we 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 get some a scene after that of of hanging out. Um, uh, uh, whenever possible, Serenity like rests on the like. It, Bed-sized back, fire gun. <laughs> yes. Um, I think the bartender even mentions it. Like, oh, you forgot how to walk again. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, uh, apparently, uh, Serenity is is doing her best to train her mommy to like it, curb curb hired guns' worst impulses. Mm-hmm. Uh, she 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 would order, you know, like having a break. She would order whiskey, but like. Serenity would pout, and that would be miserable. So, <laughs> give us two colas, and uh, yeah, this this fun scene is interrupted when when Mayhem shouts from from the railing above, "Hey, get up here! Boss wants to see you. Aren't you the boss? No, the actual boss. <laughs> uh, by the way, don't you ever like groom? <laughs> do you never comb your mane because you need to do so now?" It's really like, I do it sometimes when she's asleep. Which <laughs> <laughs> oh, is unsettling, but also adorable. So so we have a, a, a short spiffing up sequence before yeah, meeting, the, meeting the big man. We find it that they're like living in like a hotel room now. Like they have like a proper like place to stay uh, while working for the moon. It's like a faded hotel that's like slowly decaying, but like we're just, you know, solid. Uh, and I guess, like, Flair staying around in the story, which I wasn't really expecting either. I guess he's just part of, he's like, I, I don't know if he's, I, I doubt because of something that gets mentioned in this chapter that he's going to be, like, a permanent stay, I don't think. But at least for now, he's, like, our temporary companion boy. Because um, he mentions the idea, like, well, the Enclave remnants might want me back now because I got clean, so that's cool. Oh, I, I either misread or misremembered that. Like, I, I thought yeah. that, like, his, his, his like... They, they still haven't taken him back in because he hasn't like gotten his like six month chip yet. <laughs> but like he's he's working towards it, I think is the idea. Yeah. And, and the only reason why he's here now is because like she has him by the short hairs. Um because she figures out something. Um but, uh, still, but like, before that happens, it. we have our meeting with, with, with Rory. Uh, who yeah. explains over the course of this, like just jump right to it. Explains uh, over the course of this conversation that uh, it's actually Roly, as in Roly <laughs> Poly. Yes. Um, because he was a fat child, yes. so very fat as a as a kid. But now, like he's, um, he grew out of it, and so yeah. now it's Roy, Roy, <laughs> Roy the Mustang, Roy Mustang, who is the worst, and I kind of love that about him. Uh, I, yeah, I he's, he's sort of a sleaze. I I, I, I had to. Oh, sorry. I, I think he's like an incredible first. sleaze, and I think that's the fun part about him. Like he's, 
he's he's very much modeled in the style of Benny, but like way, way, way more like objectionable and gross. Yeah. Uh, and I thought that was fun. Well, like because he's like clearly like meant to be like someone we're not supposed to like. Like he's yeah. not. Yeah. I mean, he's an obvious villain. Doesn't even have the charisma of, of Silvertongue, that guy who may or may not be dead. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to know what's with, the, what's going on back home. <laughs> like, I wonder, I, like, I'm hoping that comes up again because I was sort of invested in like the, the the world we were introduced to in the first chapter of, um, um which we we seem to have completely left behind. Anyway, <laughs> um, uh, uh, so 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 one thing that I had to sort of work through, like a, a minor complaint. And we can just brush past. You, know, you don't have to argue against me because, yeah, I, I know this. You know, it doesn't amount to much as a, as a complaint. But I, I'm sort of frustrated by why this conversation is even happening. It, it mostly it happened so that we could have a conversation with Roy and, and like get to get to meet him in person. But there's no in character reason Roy would have like given that had like had to give this job to um, hired himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it doesn't even swear her to secrecy or anything. It's not even something. It's it, like, it's it's not that he had to bring her in so that like it would be like you know mum's the word, like mm-hmm. you know what's discussed you know in this room doesn't leave this room. Because she you know later goes on to tell um, Flair because she needs to like get you know any allies she can and resources to do the thing. And the yeah. thing is, I yeah, I want you to assassinate the leader of an entire another organization that I'm functionally at war with. Well, he doesn't want to assassinate her. He wants, like, dirt on her. He wants, oh, like, okay. He wants what the plan is, because he doesn't, like... He knows that they're planning something, he just doesn't know what it is. Like, that's yeah, go get intelligence on, on their movements. Yeah. Blunt object. <laughs> yeah. I I do think that the, like, the idea of her as a freelancer is doing a lot of work here. Uh, I I can also assume based on his like fucking leisure suit <laughs> personality yeah. that he's also incredibly uh, uh, hopped up on horse coke. Like that might explain. <laughs> like an important detail is that he is wearing like a big fur coat when they meet him too. Like he is like the absolute like like grilled to the nines mafioso like like Vegas boss too. Like. To the, to the point where like, like I, I enjoy that he does shitty wise guyisms that like don't make any sense in the context of the setting, but like I think are fine because it's like it's a bit like it is it is the apocalyptic cargo cult version of a mafia boy. But yeah, he his, is the his entire personality, part. like deep in his soul, astro projected, he is still wearing a huge uh, uh, fluffy 70s pimp fur coat over a Hawaiian shirt. That is <laughs> that is fundamentally who this person is. But, uh, like, you know, H.G. asks, what's in it for me? Um, and uh, to his credit, Roy gets over the, like, initial incredulity of, like, because I told you to. <laughs> Um, because I am me and I said so. <laughs> I do, uh, I do think that, like, uh, I, a lot of, uh, HG, like, something that works a lot in Ishii's favor is just her, her physical size. Like, when she does that, <laughs> what's in it for me? It's like, well, I could just kill you. Yeah, but it would suck. <laughs> like, that would be really hard to do and you don't want to do how that. How many other horses are you willing to dedicate to that task? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so so he he he's a good sport about it as far as as far as he can be, uh, and he offers okay, uh, 
a clean slate, your, your debt wiped out, a job if you want it, and this gun. <laughs> Which again is very like haha video games, but it's fine. <laughs> and also this brand new gun. <laughs> Uh, which um, I think also that scene mostly exists so that HG can salivate over it. Uh, because, uh, like, again, Higher Gun is, in fact, a hoplophile. Uh, all, yeah, also, like, I, I think a, a major reason exists is, is that it's there to override her better judgment. <laughs> because, like, it, it, it's, it's explicit in the text that, um, look, this is a bad deal probably shouldn't this isn't my skill set it's a really dumb thing for me to try to do but it's a beautiful gun <laughs> it's all matte gray all the parts are custom made oh baby i think all the people i could shoot with that thing yeah and and yeah so it, it definitely goes a long way to justify why she does this incredibly stupid plan <laughs> with the worst people imaginable for it yeah, we, um, we cut immediately from that scene to Flair um, uh, aghast at how bad this plan is before we... <laughs> You're serious. Yes, this is the plan. Uh, th there is no plan. We're just going to wing it, basically. Uh, but yeah, we also find out that, like, it turns out the finishers felt really bad about almost murdering a child. And so Flair managed to guilt them into, like, keeping the, like, Skywagon, I guess. That he they he does sort of uh, like mention that, like, th th thankfully it's on brand for them to be guilty about this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Most other gangs would would you know find some reason to write it off, but they're they're one of those they're one of those brand conscious ones. <laughs> <laughs> one of those honor bound idiots. Yeah, which I liked. I thought that was a um, that was a, a solid idea. Um, that this is not in the norm. So, like, it's also hinting to the audience, like, don't expect more of that kind of thing uh, going in the future. Uh, but, yeah, um, he's basically going to go play the helicopter for this scene. Um, um, one one thing that was, was brought up earlier, and we're now going to come around to it, so, so Flair asks, well, what's in it for me? Why, why would I get involved in, in, in this shit? Well, for, for one thing, you, uh, if you fucking hurt the kid... Yeah, and and it would clear your debts away. How did you know about my debts? You just told me about them. <laughs> I always love that. I love that gimmick. But yeah, so like I said, she has him by the short hairs and uh, is willing to milk him for all he's worth until I guess he eventually gets sick of all this or is killed. I'm going to expect he gets killed. Like That's just my guess. Just, be, just by the tonality of this story, uh, there's a very high body count. But you know, Who's who knows? Saying? Who maybe I'll be surprised. Um, so operations start. Yeah, the one thing that like is a detail that like uh, just before we get missed though, because I'm sure this is going to come up later, uh, to be important in the story is that um, the they get on the radio like a news update that like one of the NCA's like major bases had gotten like bail fire bombed from underneath it because apparently there was like caverns underneath it uh that got detonated and the whole thing collapsed into a crater um and that's only really specifically relevant to the story right now because if anyone was going to do it it'd be the minotaurs and the minotaurs are friendly with the mustangs and that's who hg's working for right now so she might indirectly be in hot water with the nca and doesn't like that idea 
Because, <laughs> um, you know, for as, as dumb as a brick that uh, Iron Gun is, she's been pretty smart about, like, keeping all those meters in the relative, like, let's say orange, if, like, green is good and red is bad, than, like, the middle of the road with most people. Yeah. Um, never doing anything too offensive to actually cause people to, like, send death squads at you. Uh, just yet. But, yeah. Uh, also, we... there's there's a radio uh, uh, interlude of, like, um, so a major raider camp that have been uh, harassing a, 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 a thoroughfare uh, has been wiped out. Uh, <laughs> only surviving <laughs> creatures moving away from the base being... Uh, uh, some sort of uh, uh, lone stallion and 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 foal. Mm-hmm. Lone mare and cub. Uh, <laughs> nice job. Or I guess lone steed. Steed, <laughs> steed can be any gender, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, lone steed and foal. Yes, there we go. Uh, that did it. That did the thing. Um, also, Serenity's coming with them. Because Serenity reveals uh, that she has a weird silence spell, which is a weird spell to have, but whatever. Uh, it makes everything it makes everything in a in a vicinity around her quiet. Uh, she she pipes up about this because she used it in the the tunnels last chapter to like not have an eardrum puncture from the rocket launcher going off, and so she's going to use that to hopefully get them to actually do something stealthy. Because the actual insane brain dead plan is so like the the people they want information from own it own another uh, casino called the Ale House. Uh, I can't pronounce the name of the gang. It's like B A I S E. I have no idea how to say that. The Bays, the Bays, Baze. Yeah, I wasn't sure either. Bazy. Tell us in the comments how to pronounce it. But the leader of them, Molly, is doing something nefarious. Yeah, specifically what Roy wants from them is like information is i want whatever their secret plans are uh, and i want them quick uh so they go to do that uh they they basically fly over uh onto a helicopter pad but not before we find out that hg is incredibly afraid of heights it turns out turns out she took a really bad fall off a cliff uh in her youth uh and she never really psychically recovered from that idea also she's having a little bit of a freak out bringing Bring the baby, yes, in into a war zone. She's she's having flashbacks to to that 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 little gray uh, baby. Um, she and uh, Wildfire met all those years ago, and mm-hmm. then something something as of yet not elaborated upon bad happened. Uh, I I like the little like the little flourish that like uh, when she, when she, when she calls herself pathetic, she refers to herself as Silver Storm. Uh, for being afraid of heights. Uh, and I'm like, oh, that's a neat little thing. I, I hope I see more of that. I hope that isn't a one-off flourish. Oh, well, I'm still thinking of it. Because I kept forgetting. Like, <laughs> several points. Uh, uh, several times in a row. Uh, 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 the, the the pain in um, Hired Gun's leg stump. Uh, that flares up whenever somebody does any magic at all. Uh, apparently there's, there's some, uh, uh, paradox. Ironically, it gets less bad the more ambient magic is around. Mm -hmm. That, that, like, it's, uh, it's insufferable if there's only one unicorn doing, doing, doing a magic, uh, nearby. Um, but it, it, the, the pain dulls if there's a bunch of unicorns doing magic. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I'm I'm starting to be convinced that it's like a just a purely psychosomatic thing. Um like she's just being allergic to electricity type thing. She gets the pain whether or not she's aware of the 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 unicorn uh to to start with. So Yeah, but there was There's a mention that. before that like the cybernetics should be making her hurt all the time if that was the case. Mm. And that might just right. be a simple thing that like star metal poisoning just is funky and magic, but like there's also just as much possibility that it's a psychosomatic situation. So, uh, what's what 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 is what is the what is the master plan that we're trying to? <laughs> the master plan is just like, as far as I, I remember, they just like break into the vents and they just kind of hope they find where they're going. Uh, real Very wide vents. <laughs> the widest vents in the world. They could hold an entire giant horse in them. But like a yeah, meat factory or something. Just <laughs> industrial. Yeah, it was. It's yeah. It's one of those industrial factories that got turned into a microbrewery. Uh, that's that's the that's the logic behind this casino. Uh, but yeah, they get the sort of cliche like overhear a conversation happen in, in another room type thing while they're in the vents uh, between a pair of horses that mention the idea of like, oh, we need like a patsy, you know, just just some rumblings of plan, and HG makes the mistake of like talking out loud and she because you know she's convinced that like serenity is like you know has this silence bubble around them to protect them from the dangers of the like making too much noise and then she looks over in panic when she realizes that she uh she can hear her own voice which was a previous thing that she couldn't do in the silence spell because it turns out that serenity had been exerting herself so much that she burnt herself out oh Uh, no she's a because she's a tuckered little baby that's not ready for this kind of stress. Uh, so, of course... It's also, the... it's also interesting, like... I, <clears throat> I, I think that's that's interesting because it's sort of a nod to not every unicorn is little pip. Yeah. Not every one of them is a goddamn freak. It it, it, it it does sort of call back to, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering fondly the, the, the moment where um, Lifeblood, though able to learn any spell... Uh, tries to reassure. I'm not some sort of monster like a little bit. <laughs> I'm not nearly as terrifyingly powerful. I'm not so much a like whirling dervish of nightmares as little Pip could possibly attain. But yeah, so she she's a ty- a normal little horse with a normal amount of stamina. So she ends up burning herself out, which is unfortunate because um. It seems apparently uh, these 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 gangster horses are used to this sort of thing happening on the reg. Ah, God damn it! We got spies in the vents. <laughs> Get the broom. <laughs> and by broom, I mean gun. Because <laughs> uh, they just immediately shoot into the vent, not even remotely suspecting that it might be rats. Uh, which for unfortunate for for a hired gun being a giant horse in a tiny vent. Uh, the vent immediately collapses on them and they slide out, comedy roll style. And uh, they're like, hi, uh, what are you doing in my fence? And I'm, I'm just, my mind is reeling as I try to imagine, like, Macho Man Randy Savage falls out of your vent. Like, <laughs> all nearly goddamn seven feet of him, like, tumbles out of, out of a vent. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, there's just it just the mind reels because there's no way to like imagine this scene in a way that makes any sense. Uh but yeah, she also unfortunately falls on her gun 
so her gun's broken. Like, like, she has a real issue with guns. Like, she just never seems to have ones that are actually working decently after the prologue. They're always busted or poorly maintained. Or, in this case, I guess her falling on her own gun just completely <laughs> broke it. What uh, with which, the incredible weight of her own body. Which continues to beg the credulity of how, how she managed to stay in those vents so long. <laughs> They're cartoon vents. Um, to be fair, all it took was one bullet getting shot into them to take it down. So it was like, it's that load bearing thing where just once one more, uh, straw got put on the, on the, on the vent, it broke. <clears throat> also, they get immediately told, also your friend that's waiting up on the, on the, the helicopter like platform. Uh, yeah, we, we caught him. Like you, you, the, the jig is up. You've already been caught, <laughs> which admittedly, this was a terrible plan. Like, no one thought through anything. <laughs> Absolutely no one. Including the dude who sent the blunt instrument on, on an <laughs> espionage mission. Yeah. Um, I, I very much expect that, like, Roy is either an idiot or he just didn't really expect her to, like... Like, I expect this was almost like an ultimatum kind of situation. Here, I sent you a... a I, I sent you a body to die, like, to let you know that I will find whatever you're looking for. Or I, like, I'm, I'm, I will, like, uh, I'm not going to take It'd be interesting if down. this is part of some sort of complicated taikaku. Like, yeah. just like, all right, I, I, I'm going to send this moron over there to, like, get caught or shot or whatever. And it'll justify me, like, retaliating. Like, before they, like, are able to do whatever it is they're planning to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just thought, like, I just also think that, like, HG is considered pretty expendable by, by Roy and basically everybody else. Hey, if I throw this big idiot at you, maybe she might kill some people and that, and then die, and then she'll be out of my hair, too. I'm reminded of the Venture Brothers bit. I, I don't know that I can operate without those guys. They're the perfect blend of, of, <laughs> of, uh, disposable and indestructible. <laughs> but yeah, but she basically immediately gives, like... The, like this like dark green horse i'm just looking at the the chapter um who i'm sure is probably we're going to be get, getting named uh next chapter basically gives like uh if you're good we'll we'll tell you and you tell us exactly what the hell you're doing here uh then we might just let you go uh and i can already smell hg trying to put another angle on this uh, immediately into next chapter, which is the like been the growing thing that I'm I'm enjoying about this of just like okay, well I go to the guys. It turns out that they've got more going on. What if I help them instead? And what if they? What if I screw over the next guys who needed me to help them? I th I think it is important to to note that the chapter ends with uh, the phrase "She's not my daughter" <laughs> again, as she reaches over and scoops her. <laughs> Yes, but yeah, uh, uh, kisses her on the top of the head. <laughs> She's a baby. When, like this, this story is one of those stories. Like this is an FOE story, so there's like level ups and stuff. And I haven't really been paying much too much mind to them because it's like largely an irrelevant thing. It's like you know, it's one of those things where it's like it's neat little like trivia, but like not very rarely useful uh, to know. But I thought in this particular instance, it was kind of interesting because. It adds, she gains the, like, acrophobia, like, negative or, like, perk or whatever. 
hey, you realize that you don't like being in the air, but you do get benefits when you're not in the air. And I liked that sort of like on the spot, like uh, sort of uh, that it isn't just from like the leveling up thing. It's like exposure to like specific like stimulus or memories and trauma uh, uh, adding a perk. I only bring this up because it just reminds me of an interesting moment that happens in um, Murky number seven, who similarly also gets the whole like gets a bunch of perks and stuff like that as they level up. But there's a moment where he's utterly crushed, like his hope is utterly broken uh, and he's like irreparably damaged as a person because of it. And for a time, all of his perks are locked out because it's like a mental thing, mm. uh, which I thought was an interesting idea. And it just reminded me of that. Like, I, I like that idea that like the perks are more of a like mindset type thing rather than being strictly gaining new powers in a story uh, type deal. Like at the very least, using them for something storytelling wise that isn't just doing it because it's the thing that FOE does, you know. But yeah, that's I think basically our chapter. With all that said, yeah, I I, th- I think I think we've we've fully casted the ding ding ding. What? What was that? Anyway, I think we fully casted the pod and it's in time to end the ding 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 ding. Oh, it's Jingles. Hey, Jingles. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, we've got a message here. Uh, it reads, "I just wanted to say thank you for doing the fanfic fanfic." Uh, PH is a, a guilty pleasure for me, and I don't always agree with your conclusions, but I love the deep dives into FOE uh, that you and Phi do, and I often end up laughing like an idiot in the car because of it. Any chance you'll do MN7 after Heroes? I find it to be much stronger story than either Heroes or Project Horizons. Signed, Sunset. Well, thank you, Sunset. Um, I think that's murky number seven. Yeah, that, that's murky number seven. It's shorthanded MM seven. Um, and I've I've brought up like the idea of MM seven before, but like the the thing I was like I always say is like I don't <clears throat> like I like it's I think it's honestly maybe my favorite of all of them just by like a long mile that isn't FOE, but it's a hard read, especially the early parts of it, like the. The biggest problem with Murky Number 7 is always the problem that is a story about slavery. It is a story about a main character who is a born slave. Like they were they were they were given up by their mother early on as a slave and they live in Philadelphia, the worst possible place in the world. And MM7 goes to excruciating details to lay out the idea like it's actually like a pretty fascinating companion piece to read to foe like it's it's one of the few ones i would say that like actively heightens the experience of reading foe because it fills in a lot of the details of the experience of being in philadelphia before it's like saved by like before the events of foe happen but it's also just like really really psychically uh uh trauma like troubling and traumatizing and it makes it like a hard read because of that. Um, and honestly, like just like at least for like like weird sake, the early parts of the story are also just kind of like a tough sell because they're not like they're not bad, but they're dull. Like the 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 the, mm. the, the problem with MM Seven is the early parts of the story are the most like prison fiction. I guess would be what I would consider comparable of where the main character is kind of like the new fish type feel where he's in. Uh, he's in a small prison 
he's constantly bullied by stronger bullies and a lot of it's him trying to like survive on his own and the story in my opinion doesn't get good until it introduces the other characters of the story which is the thing that i kind of always say about these like i think that foe's strongest potential story is the companions that the, the main character brings along the way uh and not necessarily the actual overarching plot Market number seven is a is a cool story because it's got it's its lows are so low that its highs its small highs feel very triumphant and 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 heroic and cool and is really cool but it's like hard to get there it's it's a rough one um it is it is it is it is a tough sell I would say uh, to anyone that isn't already on the bandwagon to read this type of stuff. So that's why I've always been really hesitant about the idea of like recommending or like wanting to do it. I I might give it a try <clears throat> just, just to see how hard it is for me. Yeah. Based that, on, based on that description, sounds like it's going to be pretty hard. Yeah. I, I guess, yeah, that would be the suggestion is if, if, if weird can like stomach reading it on their own time without having to do it for a podcast. Cause that's also a factor too, is like doing it for a podcast makes that so much more of a job you have to do. And that just compounds the already existing like issue of it being a particularly emotionally troubling story. <laughs> I mean, but you know, it would be fun to do and 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 uh, I don't know, doing like a single episode on Pink Eyes, not because it's good, but just because it's considered one of the big five, and it might be funny to just do like an episode on it because it's not. Pink Eyes is so short and kind of bad <laughs> that like I don't think we could dedicate an entire like wing of the. St- of the podcast to doing it it would just be like hey i read the whole thing in an afternoon here's my book report um but even then that's and i would cheer yeah (laughs) i would be the audience to cheer him doing so yes um uh, before we uh close out proper i i want to fulfill uh an obligation i feel to an incredibly generous donor um to 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 lobby on air uh, uh, everyone, uh, help me bully Fi into changing the, the, the opener and closer, uh, by, by sending emails to weirdingtonesq at gmail.com. Uh, specifically, um, we're, we're, uh, 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 we're, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, driving nails in my coffin, coffin by Ernest Tubbs turns out to be within the public domain. Yeah. If, if any of you have any, uh, suggestions for, for opener closers, uh, remember that is an important factor. <laughs> yeah, so they have um, to be in the public domain, or else we can't keep it on Spotify. That's the big, the big one. Spotify will not let, like people, people do it anyways. But like that is a big, great risk to do, just in case anyone reports it, because Spotify will not let you have a podcast that doesn't have entirely um, free use content on your podcast. That is, yeah, that is 100% a factor. If you have any other song recommendations to use for the opener and closer, that would be a great idea, actually, uh, to throw in. Uh, also, also, but, this but is just... we are going to check <laughs> to, to see if... Yeah, if of course. And just, discography of one Ernest Tubbs <laughs> fits the bill. The, also, to, to, to mo- mostly leave as a reminder note for myself, I don't remember if I, like, put the Discord in the show notes. I might not have, and that sucks. Uh, cause someone was asking about the discord and I'm going to definitely remind myself to put them in the show notes this time. 
So, you know, for people who want It might even be on the incredibly not safe for work Twitter account of one at thou art fi. Yeah, I usually have uh, a link somewhere around, but like you'd have to, I think you have to look for it right now. So, but if you want a Twitter account that's less unsafe for work, a fully safe for work place to go, you can check out weirdy at weirdington e twitter.com. Uh, all that said, um, support your local strikers. Yeah. (laughs) That's. Uh, don't cross it's a the picket line. Thing that seems to happen. Yeah, don't uh, cross the picket line. Like, let's let's hope more businesses strike, and hopefully, like in an ideal world, like the, the thing we can all hope for is if these these various strikers can like, you know, lock arm in arm across industry, like across mm-hmm. companies. Like, that's that's the thing that like would really actually turn things around for, you know, the future preservation of life on the surface of mm-hmm. the earth. The tube worms deep with beneath the ocean, they, they might be able to handle uh, <laughs> uh, 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 the future course of events if things uh, go, as uh, go as they are. But um, uh, us complex uh, surface dwellers um, uh, probably need to, to unite together uh, in the face of global capital. Yeah. So we'll anyway, <laughs> onward from, from sunshine. sunshine. And, and real.